Hey friends, welcome to March 9th, Thursday, and I hope you're having a great Thursday. Man, last night at church was just awesome. Uh, we had a wonderful gathering in our uh, Welcome Home class, and I just love the spirit of our church. So thankful for it. Hope your day is off to a good start, and uh, Thursday for me is sort of a Sabbath. It's sort of a rest day, so I've uh, got some, you know, just errands to run and time to spend with Dana and, and a day to restore and get ready for the weekend. So I'm uh, thankful for that, and I'm glad to be with you right now. Psalm 73. I want you to turn there with me, and we're really closing in on the end of this psalm. I think we'll probably finish it tomorrow, um, and then we'll start a new psalm next week. So we have come on a long journey. This is a 28-verse psalm, and it really describes a long journey that all of us take spiritually in terms of uh, contrasting our journey with God and the journey that it seems that those without God are taking. And often they seem to be doing better than, than we are. Um, but that's just not the case. And Asaph has taken this journey. He's described it for us. He has taken us uh, back to the tabernacle and to the temple where, it, I guess it was the tabernacle, into the presence of God, the people of God, the worship of God. It was drawing near to God that reminded him. He got in proximity. Uh, when, he, when, he, when he got away from God, his heart drifted. His passion waned, his focus blurred, and suddenly his spiritual journey kind of lost its focus because the orientation around him seemed, was just lying to him constantly. But when he went back to the tabernacle, when he got back into the presence of truth, clarity came again. That is, my friend, the very definition of revival. It's, it's when something that's wandering or straying or diminishing is renewed by God. We've been seeing revival happen in our church for the last 10 years. And uh, it, on some level, every Sunday, we experience this as we come back to the presence of God and the presence of his people and his word, his truth. And he, he kind of recaptures us, right? It, we fall in love with him all over again and the gospel. And so this is the experience that Asaph has had. And then he has given us just great, great principles like Nevertheless, I'm continually with thee. Thou hast hold me by my right hand. That's verse 23. How about verse 24? Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Afterward, receive me to glory. Verse 25, you're the most valuable thing in heaven and earth to me. Verse 26, I love this one. My heart and flesh faileth. My flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That was yesterday. So today we pick it up in verse 27. For lo, for look, behold. Just pause and observe. Asaph, that's what he's done. He wasn't just cruising through life. He built his priority structure so that he could come back to God and come back to the word and come back to worship and pause in these moments and just look, behold, lo, okay? I woke up this morning and I did something I haven't done in a long time. First of all, the sun was shining. So I like to sit in my breakfast nook uh, when the sun is shining and I just decided to spend some time with the Lord there, and I decided to make French press coffee. Now, normally I'm using the Ninja coffee maker or going to Dunkin', and, um, and it's fast. French press, it's kind of funny how we think about speed to, in, in today's terms. French press coffee takes maybe five minutes more. Maybe, okay? Um, so, you know, most days I'm like, nah, I, I want to I wanna shave off that five minutes. But today I just decided to take the slow road and make the coffee 
and it reminded me of where we started this journey of uh, of enough for today. Uh, we're coming into, I would guess, somewhere right about now, uh, our third anniversary of enough for today, which is remarkable. And those first months of COVID, I made French press coffee every single morning, and uh, just decided to pause and behold the not just the coffee, but the Lord, to put my eyes, to set my eyes and my heart on Him. And that's what this program, that's what this podcast has been designed to do for three years. It's just a pause in our day to put our eyes back on the Lord. For lo, verse 27, they that are far from thee shall perish. Now that's a definitive statement. It's a real uh, truth. It's a sad consideration. Those that reject God, And by the way, we're all naturally, in our own sinfulness, we're all far from God. And so we have this human perception that some are farther away than others, and that's just not the reality. The spiritual reality of it is, apart from Christ, we are all equally distant, impossibly separated from God. But I realize some feel that the sense of it is that I must be farther from God because of Oh, my failures or my struggles or whatever. That's always just an emotional, uh, artificial perception. Sin is sin, and we're all, apart from Jesus and his saving grace, we're all equally separated and apart from God. And the end of that is uh, that we, that we in our own selves, would perish. This is the equivalent to the New Testament verse, the wages of sin is death, okay? look at this next phrase and I I just want to park it here today because I want to land tomorrow on the last verse of the psalm thou hast destroyed all them that go a whoring from thee now that phrase a whoring that's a that's a stinging you know almost insult and it's 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 got a sexual connotation to it so it's not a, a phrase we sling around or throw around loosely in our modern vernacular at least as Christians maybe Maybe the unsaved world and uh, the, the, the slang and the cursing that goes on, maybe this concept is a familiar concept in that sense. But God is literally saying <coughs> that when we choose to get away from him, that there is an immoral, uh, promiscuous sense to it. Like uh, when in human relationships, we uh, are engaged in prostitution or we're engaged in adultery or fornication. It is that on a spiritual level that when we get away from God or when we elevate idols to uh, uh, inordinate affections, to um, supreme or preeminent places in our lives, when we take good gifts of God and we elevate them to be supreme in terms of our meaning, our identity, our value, our loves, the things we set our affection on, that God says this is, this is to go a-whoring from him. This is to betray him. It's to commit adultery against him. It is to be sexually, uh, spiritually, it's like a sexual fornication. Um, <clears throat> this is a pre-salvation event in the lives of unbelievers, and there's a similar uh, inordinate lifestyle that can happen to believers um, and it is similarly destructive although not eternally destructive okay so this lifestyle of being away from God before salvation I'm just conditionally separated from him after salvation I can be relationally distant from him so there's 
different senses of distance, right? One is judicial and conditional and kind of existential. It's like I am separated from God and there's no way back but Jesus. But as a Christian, like Asaph, I can wander. I can get my mind going down the wrong road. I can get my lifestyle, my behavior going down the wrong road. And thankfully, we always have a way back. We can always come back to mercy and grace. And we're not being resaved. We're being renewed. We're being revived. We're being recovered, relationally speaking, into the presence of God. But Asaph says there will come ultimate destruction from all those that resist the love of God and decide to set their love on other things. So he's looking now at the contrast. Those he envied were already marked for destruction because they're far from God and they've rejected the path back. Those that choose the path back can have all of God that they desire. Now, we're going to time out right here. Uh, We're going to think on these things. We're going to go out today and and be uh, the presence and the spirit and the love and the grace of God on display. And uh, then we're going to meet again tomorrow and, and wrap it up, wrap up Psalm 73 with verse 28. And it is a great place to land. So thanks for joining me today on Enough for Today. Thank you for meditating through this psalm with me. What a wonderful journey it's been. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.